The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. What is up? Welcome into the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Not sure if any of us are hearing anything, but that's okay. We'll power through because we hope that you are watching. It is your usual Thursday crew. My name is Yield F- Field Yates. Oops. Yield Fates. Can't even get my own name right. That right there is Mike Clay. That hey. is Star Fanya Bell, an unmistakable name. We've got a great show ahead for you. We've got a preview of the King, King Patrick Mahomes, traveling to Denver. The last time Patrick Mahomes played in Denver, you know what happened? He threw a pass left-handed for a first down. It was pretty awesome. Is the king his nickname? Is the king, uh, the MVP, that works too. Like on uh, on Pro Football Reference, uh, Tom Brady has a, a few nicknames. Like they always put the nicknames for players, right. and one of his is the Pharaoh. The, for Tom Brady or for yeah, Patrick for Mahomes? Tom Brady. The, the Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Well, did you see that they officially added Scary Terry for Terry McLaurin? I, uh, I, I did. Yeah, yes. see, more to come on that topic. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I know. You're did you know it? he commented on that yesterday? Really? Yeah. They yeah. asked him yeah, about it, and he that. said he also does not like that nickname. So I, that was a victory lap for me. I and agree. you should check out, I don't want to foreshadow too much, but he was asked about the F1 nickname, which I love. Well, and that, you and John, are foreshadowing because it's in here. It's in our it, rundown. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, John, well, no, 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 no. John, John Kime is doing an article on the nickname. It's become like a thing yeah, now, right? It's no, just it's like a funny a little meaningless thing, but it's funny. It's taken on a, taken on a life of its own. He has an article coming out today on ESPN.com about it. So check it out. Yeah. Wow, Mike. Where do you, like seriously, yeah. look at this. You sit in that seat. I know. You, you start selling stuff left show. and right. I know. You're is that, is that a oh, and, and guess what? It's about a Washington Redskins player. Yeah. yeah that I really know. was. That was the Matthew equivalent of a Mike Clay crappy promo. Well done by you, Mike. It's not Let's... for me, though. It's for John Kyle. You know well, helping out the well, well, well. Oh, you sounded more like him every minute. You know, you sound magnanimous now. It's for John Kyle. No big deal. It doesn't impact me at all. Not right. like I thought of F1 McLaurin. No big deal. I, I love racing. Yeah. Yeah. I think of it. I just love it. All right. Mike just loves it. We just love football. So let's get right into it. Rewind. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the instant replay. All right, let's get right into it. We got some news. We begin in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where Stefania. Ah, good news for the yes. New York Giants. Finally, some good injury news. Well, right. I mean, good injury news. Sort of an oxymoron. But sure, I know what yeah. you meant. I know what you meant because the Giants good are about you. to get two players back that they did not have uh, last week in Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley has been really positive about his progress. And if he had his way, you guys, he would have been playing last Thursday night. I think we saw that. But uh, it was a wise move because really that would have been, I think we mentioned this on Fantasy Football Now, if he had played Thursday night, it would really have been like two and a half weeks after the high ankle sprain. This gave him that extra 10 days. Um, full practice for both he and Evan Ingram yesterday. I expect both of them to be available unless there's some surprise reaction to their first full practice, okay. but I don't anticipate that. So good news yeah. there. Full practice. His agency took the Twitter to call it the return <laughs> with a picture of Saquon Barkley. You get the sentiment, the way things are going. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say something super insightful about Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. You go to the week seven ranks on ESPN.com and you know where you find Saquon? Number one. Mm-hmm. You know where you find Evan Ingram? Like probably number three amongst tight ends, maybe even number one. I'm not sure. They're, they're playing Arizona. They're playing Arizona. Oh, yeah, good Arizona. Point. You know, good DFS option. Obviously, lock them in your lineup. Great matchup. Right, a, a great, great opportunity to pay the price in these in DFS for either oh, yeah. of those Giants players, and perhaps some of the wide receivers. Again, no Sterling Shepard yet at practice in a full capacity, so we'll see whether or not he is available. Maybe not even this weekend, but anytime soon. Sounds pretty scary there for Sterling Shepard. But just a good news for anybody that drafted Saquon Barkley. If you have survived the storm of missing him for three, really four weeks of fantasy football because he left that Tampa Bay game early, good on you. Your best player is back. Maybe not your best player, but a useful player for your lineup is also expected to be back, Stefania, because Devin Singletary, after the Bills bye, on the practice field yesterday. I know. Think about this. He missed weeks three through five. Week six was their bye. That's a long time for a hamstring injury. A lot of times we see guys try to come back sooner than that. So obviously represents a more significant injury, um, but also hopefully enough time that it reduces his risk of aggravating it in the game. 
I think the best sign was that it was a full practice right out of the gate. Like his first practice was not limited. He was listed as a full participant. If there's no reaction to that, no setback from that, I expect he'll be full through the week and I expect he'll play. The only thing I would say is that we have to see how they utilize him. I think Frank Gore, we talked about this yesterday, Frank Gore's still going to be involved. It's not like Devin Singletary is going to do all the work. So I don't know how that workload will split out if they decide to be a little more cautious with Singletary's first game back after missing so much time. Okay, well, we'll see how much that actually means in terms of the workload, but it's a great matchup, Mike. You talked about this yeah. yesterday. You might play Frank Gore even if Devin Singletary is on the field on Sunday. Yeah, I will be. I think uh, Gore is definitely a strong RB3 f- sort of flex option, maybe based on bye weeks or injuries. You want to fire him up as your RB2. I think that's fine. Uh, but keep in mind, Singletary, if he's out there on waivers, Scoop him up. I mean, I know it's a small sample, but he's only his 10 carries this season. He's averaging over 12 yards per carry. Like, he has been Feels effective yeah. out of the gate. And also, in his only full game week, when he played 68% of the snaps, it's big-time usage. So, just something to consider. Singletary should certainly be rostered. And look good doing it. Yeah, yeah he certainly oh, yeah. did. So, we'll see whether Devin Singletary gets a full allotment of snaps or touches on Sunday. But a great reminder that going forward, the Bills have a very generous schedule, and he looks like he should be the featured back if he is fully healthy and checks out after this week against Miami. Now, those are some of the good news, the good stories that we like to enjoy during this time of the week. But, Stefania, we've got some nerves, some trepidation, some concerns about some other players, including some of the very best players in fantasy football, led by Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and I know some people are there. I see a lot of questions out there mm. on the Twitter about lineup decisions. People are looking at the game tonight. Right. There's a lot of fantasy potential in this game tonight, and they're wondering if they should replace some of these guys who they have question marks about in their roster late in the week. And you got to go off the fact that we only have one day's report. But these are some guys who I think there's a legitimate reason to be nervous about. And you mentioned Alvin Kamara uh, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, high ankle issue. That was that part was revealed. So we knew he had an ankle injury last week in Thursday's practice. High ankle always raises the eyebrows a little bit more. Remember, he played in that game, but he also suffered a knee injury during last week's game. So he's now in the injury report because of his ankle and his knee. He says that he thinks he has a shot to play. But keep in mind, last week, only 31 yards rushing, seven catches for 35 yards. So obviously still valuable in the passing game. But there is some question as to whether he'll be able to go this week or what the Saints will decide to do, given that he's dealing with the injury. So keep this context in mind. We're going to talk about the Thursday night players in just a bit. So if you're deliberating between Alvin Kamara and maybe replacing him with someone like Royce Freeman, stay tuned for what we have to say about Freeman in just a bit. If Alvin Kamara sits, though, Mike, and you're looking in-house, it should mean plenty of Latavius Murray on Sunday. By the way, they did add a running back yesterday, so there could be some yes. signs here That's that we're I trending that towards them. Legitimate, the, the, mm. the names I brought to you today, I think there are legitimate concerns. Okay. About. Yeah, you already had uh, Dwayne Washington there. They had Zach Zenner, so obviously some options there behind Latavius Murray. The problem is, how comfortable are you with Latavius Murray Against at Chicago? The Bears. Yeah. At yeah. Chicago, this is a Saints offense that's playing good defense, but they are ninth from the bottom of the NFL in offensive scoring this season. They're just not scoring touchdowns. So I don't know how excited I am about Murray. You just you run that risk of having a 12-carry, 29-yard game with a couple catches, and, and it's a it's a, it's a a bust. So um, I think he's going to be, if we pull Kamara out of the projections, I think he'll come in top 20. But it's again, he's a kind of a risky player, certainly a low-floor option. Say so top 20, but you know, I, second time I've invoked wide range of outcomes in the past 24 hours. But again, yeah. top 20 guys don't normally come with this wide of a range of outcomes as perhaps Latavius Murray would come with if Alvin Kamara sits. Mari Cooper, Stefania, another one that makes you a little bit nervous here, definitely. more than a little bit nervous, yeah, I should say. Yeah, it definitely makes me nervous. Remember, only three snaps last week because mm. the quad was so tight on him that he ended up coming out of the game early, so really didn't do anything. He has a quad contusion. Remember, that's why Gurley was held out last week was a quad contusion. These are serious injuries. There's bleeding in the muscle. It's enough to really restrict a player. He did not practice on Wednesday. Jason Garrett says he hopes that he'll have him able to practice late in the week. But he also acknowledged the very real possibility that they could be without Cooper this week. Made all the more interesting by the fact that Randall Cobb, back in a hip issue, who was out last week and not practicing yesterday. So who's catching the passes in Dallas? Right. Avon Austin? Is Michael Gallup banged up as well a little bit? Well, it's still coming off. Or just off the residual the, yeah, from the, the knee. Yeah, the residual coming off from the knee surgery, but look good. And, and they obviously don't want to do too much to him in just coming back from that knee surgery. So two-part question here, Mike. If Amari Cooper sits, does Michael Gallup catapult up to like a top 20 play? And if he does sit, again, Cooper sitting, 
Michael Gallup goes up. Is anybody else into the mix here or someone you could actually utilize in your lineup? Because as we talked about, basically every Thursday during wide receiver cornerback matchups, it's the most favorable defensive backfield to face almost literally the bet, the worst in the NFL right now. Yeah, we are actually going to talk about the Eagles secondary today. But yesterday you were like, we've had enough of talking about them because we just know they're bad, right? So, yeah. And again, that is the situation here. Obviously, they've struggled. They could have potentially have Ronald Darby back this week. I'm not sure if Jalen Mills will be back, but... It hasn't really mattered. Even when they played the last couple of years, they've, they've been torn to shreds. So I think Gallup, no question, moves into the top 20. He's a guy you're locking in your lineup. Randall Cobb's a guy you can consider for your flex if he's able to go. If not, Tavon Austin will slide in and becomes a sleeper. And on the other side, probably a sort of a committee, right? They they like their kind of bigger receivers on the perimeter. They have Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson, a, a kind of a youngster. Yeah. Wilson filled in last week for Cooper, but Devin Smith was a healthy scratch. They'll probably rotate those guys in per Todd Archer. Um, so it, it's I, I don't think I think the answer is no. I don't think you you trust people past Gallup. Uh, yeah. And maybe again, if he goes, maybe Cobb as a, as a flex. Tricky part here: the game is Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. if you are waiting until that game to make a decision, well, it could be that you sat somebody who was healthy and you instead end up with a scratch from Amari Cooper or somebody else amongst those Cowboys pass catchers. Plan ahead accordingly. Tyrell Williams to find you the last one here. Um, I heard two vaunted words I don't like to hear when it comes to feet <laughs> yesterday out of John Gruden's mouth. Well, he actually said, you know, he's got that plantar fasciitis or plantar fascia or whatever that is. Good job. Yeah, close <laughs> enough, right? Plantar Nailed fasciitis it. is the condition. The plantar fascia is the actual structure. And when it's painful, this is plantar fasciitis. And we, we've, it's funny, we're just talking about Amari Cooper. Remember, he in the preseason mentioned that he had plantar fasciitis. They were calling it a heel problem. He said, yeah, but I've played through this before. It was low grade. It was not really a concern for him. Um, but uh, in the case of Tyrell Williams, it's so bad that he didn't play week five. They had a buy in week six, and he said it's not any better. And that's a concern because you're basically talking two weeks rest and no improvement. So how are you going to get better when you're actually trying to run and play? I think this pretty much gives us the signal that Tyrell Williams should not be expected to play this week, potentially beyond. I thought, and I was wrong at the time, but I thought when they traded for both Zay Jones and Trevor Davis and were working at a bunch of wide receivers that maybe, I, I was just speculating, it was not reporting at all, maybe Tyra Williams was bound for injured reserve. Mm-hmm. That proved not to be the case. But now, as Stefania mentioned, a lot of times when a guy sits before going into the bye, you kind of just have that glimmer of hope. Like, you come back well-rested and we crank you back up. He's got a touchdown in every game he's played so far this season, Mike. Problem is, we may not see him for a while. Does anybody, anybody in that Raiders Raiders, uh, wide receiver group carry any fantasy relevance this weekend? No, I don't think so. I think in super deep PPR leagues, maybe you get a little bit more target share out of Hunter Renfro, and he could be sneaky, but everything's been so close to the line of scrimmage with him. He's not going to be an option near the goal line. There's not much to like. Zay Jones, we'll see how integrated he is off the bye week, but again, I I have a hard time believing he's going to jump right under the fantasy radar. Uh, And then you mentioned Trevor Davis, Keelan Doss, obviously a a hard knocks kind of hype guy, but he hasn't played much yet. And Marcel Aitman, they brought him back. Remember him? He was a super sleeper last year that made a little noise and kind of, he was their number one at times last year. That's I know their situation was. So the answer is no, I don't have any of these guys in my top 50. I'm not going to use them this week in green Bay uh, against a defense. that's playing pretty well. Yeah. I'd be, I, I feel the same way here. Zay like, Jones made it sound like he camped out with Gruden though, during the bye, like they were watching all this football and he was learning the playbook. And I'm like, Okay, fresh start, you know, new face, new place. Hopefully, you know, you can see something different, but I don't know. Darren Waller. Like, that to me. That's He's it. the pass catcher. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Congratulations, Congratulations to Darren Waller last night. Darren. Uh, signed an yeah. extension. Probably, right. They're like, we're going to keep you and we're going to use you all. You know something? Lot. Really good. good. I'm sure most people already know the story of Darren yeah. Waller. We are a fantasy football podcast, but if you ever need a bit of motivation in your life, if things have gone awry, have gone amiss, you're down, you need some encouragement, go read the story of Darren Waller and remind yourself that it's never too late to try to get yourself right and do the right thing in life. For him, he has become, quite literally, richly rewarded. Uh, and Stefania, um, here's the good thing for Washington. The Nationals are in the World Series, and Bradley Beal signed an extension. <laughs> it's about all I can think about Washington sports. It's positive right now. Well, the Capitals are good, too. Chris Thompson, banged up. I mean, another injury yeah. for the Redskins? Yeah, their whole backfield. Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson on the injury report, and definitely concerning Chris Thompson with a toe injury. Again, you see these toe injuries, you know how concerning they can be. Look at Devontae Adams where we were like, oh, hey, didn't have surgery and maybe he'll feel better in a week. And I think he was optimistic and takes a little longer. Chris Thompson not practicing with a toe injury. And I think this could be something that 
ends up keeping him out of the game. So I would not count on Chris Thompson. Adrian Peterson with a quad contusion. Again, Todd Gurley did not play. Amari Cooper could not go. We've seen Adrian Peterson play through all kinds of things. I mean, the guy dislocated his shoulder, got to put back in and finish that game in New Orleans. However, with a quad contusion on a running back, uh, especially if they were looking to lean on him to carry the load, that could be a concern. So his status, at least as of Wednesday, very much up in the air. Might have two Redskins injuries in the running back in the backfield. We they did sign was Josh Ferguson to the practice squad yesterday. They worked out a couple of old friends and Capri Bibbs and Jeremy Nicholson, all kinds of players shuffling through that Washington backfield. They did add a fullback to the roster, so uh, it does suggest that Bill Callahan wants to once again ground and pound. Right. Doesn't work quite as well against the 49ers defense as it does the. The, the Dolphins defense last week. Look at you, Stefania. Yeah, I, I said four niners defense, I, and you just I mean, perked up. Like, You're all excited. I know. Like I'm, you know me. If there's anybody who if people used to ask me, they don't so much anymore. They used to ask me, "Do you root for injuries?" I'm like, "Look, I would never." I'm a physical therapist. Nobody does, but you know that they're going to happen. It's a game of football. But if Washington were to be down, they're more capable players when they're playing my 49ers. I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah, I, I get that. By the way, you mentioned the 49ers run defense allowed 24 fantasy points to running backs in week one in that game in Tampa Bay. Since, Since then? then, four games, 39 points allowed to running backs. Wow, which they've is been total awesome. dominance. Think about you get a point for every catch. Right. And only 39 in four games. Isn't that incredible? It's like so great because I've, I've, it's just, I remember the years where it was the mm. opposite. When it's amazing. Their turnaround. The terrible, awful. No oh, are you guys you making that? a wager this weekend with the points? Well, Niners, oh, Redskins, and yeah, not me. You know, Matthew won't take. He won't, he won't take bet a wager. straight up. You know, first of all, he Plus won't take 10. a wager, and he's all in, and he's like, "They're going to lose." You know, he's going to be negative, Nancy. Anyway, it wouldn't be a fun. Wouldn't be a fun. Wager. Later on tonight, we will be all of us will be uh, with some members or some people that actually won a uh, believe an auction v item Foundation. for the yeah. V Foundation, mm -hmm. support of the V Foundation. They'll be joining us to hang out and watch the game tonight. It'll be, be over in the podcast as well tomorrow. It'll be very How'd fun. They pick such a good Thursday night game because that's not always the case. I know. But they actually King timed Mahomes. It really well. Yeah, it's gonna be what fun. What we'll do it tonight is we'll figure some sort of wager out between you and Matthew. I feel like that's only fair, right? Well, I would Niners, like it, Redskins. but I have a feel. How much? You know what? We can wager right now that he will not. <laughs> take a wager. He I think he one. will. <laughs> I really think do think he Here's will. what you do. You have to drive home the fact that they're traveling all the way from San Francisco to oh, Washington. Yeah. And Minus it's nine and a half points. Right. They're favored by nine and a half. West Coast team traveling east. That's right. I'm and telling you, there could be something coach, there. They're all inspired in yeah. Washington. There could yeah. be something there. Let's keep an eye on that one. Time now for our game preview. Game preview. The Chiefs go to Denver tonight. Again, the Chiefs are on the road after back-to-back games at home. They lost both of those games, believe it or not. The Chiefs are still favored by three. No major surprise there. The over-under here is 49 points. Patrick Mahomes still ranks 3-3-4 three, three, and four for us. It's weird. It's actually like it's 3-3-4. Three, three, and four. You're an obvious must-start, but I would really be surprised. I would wonder what the last time Patrick Mahomes was not a top-two-ranked quarterback since the yeah. beginning, since probably like week two of last season mm -hmm. or week three. Like when we realized the magic of Patrick Mahomes, I would venture to guess he was our top ranked or number two quarterback every single week since then up until right now. Not a sign of disrespect. We know he is dealing with that ankle injury right yeah, now. I think, it's, I think it's legit. I think that ankle injury is legit. We sure. talked about the numbers playing, yesterday. No I'm not going to rehash that. Yep. He's going to play, but Denver defense looked really good last week. This, I don't think this is a layup for him four days later, and I think that's been part of the issue. Right, not a layup in the sense that, like, you know, it's not as easy as it has been for him. On terms In terms of passing yards, he's still, I mean, he's actually ahead of his pace from last year. He's on pace for 5,611 passing yards, more than last season. He's got 315 or more in five of six games. What has come down just a little bit, Mike, has been the touchdowns, which, you know what, as we discussed yesterday, that's kind of what happens when you throw 50 touchdowns the year before, when it's only happened three times in 99 mm -hmm. seasons of football. No slight of Patrick Mahomes. Not saying he can't turn it around and be amazing tonight. We're still saying he's a must-start. We're just monitoring this ankle in case it impacts him at all tonight because over the past two games, they have not really been the Chiefs that we are accustomed to. Yeah, you're right, and and we talked about this yesterday. There's sort of a little bit of panic here, and he's still been QB 11 the past three weeks. That's a, you know that's bad for him, right? He has 18 right. plus points every week this season, including the past three. And you mentioned the yardage, his yards per attempt is actually up over nine this year. He's been he's been terrific. Uh, again, as Stefania mentioned though, the Denver defense has been good. Third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, fourth fewest yards, and they've only allowed four passing touchdowns 
so far this season. Actually, a quarterback hasn't finished better than QB 13 against them. Now, if someone's going to, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, of course. But again, he's he's a little beat up and they haven't been as red hot the past couple of weeks. He's still a terrific fantasy player. There's not much else we need to say. Right. But it is a tough matchup here on the road on a short on a short week. There's a week where you avoid him in daily fantasy. This go. might be it. If, uh, yeah, exactly. If you have him in season long. Unless you have like Lamar Jackson too, right. that's your only. That's the only way you're shaking well, then it up. Trade one of them, yeah, exactly. Right, you trade one that. of those players. Yeah, I've seen. It's possible. I mean, think, no think about how yeah. late you it's, got Lamar Jackson. People sure do have both. It's of those definitely guys. possible. Um, let's get to the more interesting part for the Chiefs: the running backs, because Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy are the two players that see the most playing time amongst these Chiefs running backs. The problem is, Mike. Last week, Damian Williams was saved by a touchdown catch. I believe his only catch of last week. Meanwhile, Deshaun McCoy has not been himself over the past couple of games. Where have we netted out with this Chiefs running back situation? Are both of them flex plays? Are neither of them must starts? Because for a while it was Damian Williams. I mean, I thought he could be a breakout player at some point this yeah. year. Yeah, you know, that was, was before injured, the Deshaun right? McCoy yeah. situation right. and the injury, but yeah. still. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I have, I have Williams RB24, so okay. looking yep, at same, him as a flex. Same. McCoy, uh, 38th. So I don't really, maybe in 12 teams is a flex. That's about it. But, uh, here's the thing. I mean, Williams last week had one carry and one target. I mean, that's it. McCoy was the guy. More carries, more targets, more snaps. He's actually averaging 5.4 yards per carry this season is LaShawn McCoy. So he's been effective, but, uh, he only has three top 30 weeks to show. Uh, they came while Williams was out. So, uh, I'm definitely a little bit more nervous with McCoy just because I think Williams is still the starter and still, the, mo- the most likely guy to get to, say, 15 touches. But again, a little worried about last week. Again, it, Williams is averaging two yards per carry, but this is the pass-heaviest offense in the NFL. So I think Williams, when it comes down to it, and they're throwing the ball, Williams is the guy, usually, that's going to be their primary back. So that's why I'm leaning that way, but I don't feel great about either guy. Each of us has the uh, has Damian Williams inside the top 25. All of us have LaShawn McCoy outside of our top 30. So if you have a situation where you're choosing between them, then... You would we would lean towards Damian Williams, understanding that even though it's week seven of the NFL season, I think we are still learning about the Chiefs' backfield. I think the Chiefs are still figuring out themselves. LaShawn McCoy has been there for forty five days; like they're still trying to figure out how to best utilize him, and also Damian Williams. So I know Mike, you talked about this. Like when he became the Chief starter, it was really the first time that any team had relied upon him in a major, major role. He has throughout the course of his career been a Special teams, change of pace, pass catching running back. The Chiefs are still figuring it out. We're still figuring it out as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill back in a major way last week. Wide receiver four. I get it. Um, the snaps were a little bit down, and he ran a route on just 58.3% of Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks. But big play propensity is a real thing. Um, is he even on the injury report, Stefania? Are they still listing him as limited, or I think, is he? I, I have to double check. But think... oh, he's going to play, obviously. Right, I'm just right, wondering right. if they I even know, bother. I, he was listed as full participant with the shoulder. So he's still there, which means he's probably still getting some sort of treatment, but uh, not missing any reps in practice and off the pregame injury report completely. Okay. So he's still going to play, obviously, but Sammy Watkins will not play. He has officially been ruled out for this game. That hamstring issue that uh, two weeks ago he left after zero catches and zero yards. He did not play last week. Yeah. We'll see. He knew four days later it's going to be. Uh, we'll Unlikely. see if he plays in 10 days when the Chiefs return. I don't know who they play. We'll talk about that later. But, Mike, roll the dice. Who or where does your pair of dice land on amongst the other Chiefs wide receivers? Or is it just sort of like, I'm not sure? Well, I if I had to pick one, it would be Demarcus Robinson. He actually led the Chiefs wide receivers in snaps and routes last week with uh, Tyreek Hill a bit limited. Had the four targets, did not catch a ball, so it was kind of a bust. In fact, uh, since week two... He had that big week two performance, of course. He's 10 catches, 109 yards, and one touchdown. So he's kind of underwhelmed. But again, he is second in line there ahead of Byron Pringle and Miko Hardman. So he'd be the next guy. However, they're playing Denver. They've had the fewest fantasy points of receivers this season. In fact, no wide receiver unit facing Denver has managed has combined for a fantasy week better than 16. So they've been really dominant. Fewest receiving yards allowed. Only two touchdowns to wide receivers. They're pretty much at or very near the top in every category defensively against wide receivers. So Interesting. I would stay away from everyone not named Tyreek Hill. Again, if I'm desperate, it's Robinson, but I would stay away. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end across the board for us this week. Kelsey has at least 58 yards in every game this season, and he has absolutely slayed the Broncos. If you go back to his last five games against the Broncos, incredible production. So obviously you're starting 
Travis Kelsey. By the way, the Chiefs play Green Bay next week. Good call by Kyle. That right there is going to be a heck of a game. Sunday Night Football at Lambeau Field. Super Bowl one rematch. Uh, at Arrowhead Stadium, my bad. Uh, that's right, Super Bowl one rematch. That is correct. Good call. The game is in Kansas City. We'll talk about the Broncos in just a second. But do you guys ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult yes. on purpose? It's as <laughs> oh. if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. The real question is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more, including the Lion King. Cannot wait next Wednesday night. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek has decided to stand out from the crowd. Why is SeatGeek better than the rest? I'm glad you asked. A quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFF for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code FFF for $10 off on your first purchase. Now we return and discuss those Denver Broncos. I don't want to say that the formula is out on the Chiefs because I don't believe there is a formula to consistently beat Patrick Mahomes. I think it includes some good fortune and an approach. And that approach appears to be to run the football until you cannot run it anymore. The Chiefs recently lost Xavier Williams to uh, IR. Chris Jones, standout defensive lineman, out of this game because of a groin issue. Anthony Hitchens missed last week. They're starting linebacker. They are banged up defensively, Mike. Philip Lindsay should stand to benefit. And for that matter, Royce Freeman. Are both of these guys must start? Because are they still playing basically the same number of snaps? Uh, I, I think they're pretty close to must start. Certainly, Lindsay is, right? Uh, he's been terrific this season. RB 13 in fantasy points. RB 11 in OFB. So it's legit. I mean, he has four touchdowns. His OTD is closer to three. But, uh, you know, that's not too far off. So he's been about right. He's been a top 15 fantasy running back three of the past four weeks. Uh, believe it or not. He has seven carries inside the five this season. That is second at running back and actually matches his total from all of last season. Royce Freeman has zero carries inside the five. Really? Seven That's to interesting. Nothing, right? We would ex- have expected the opposite, right? The Freeman would be the goal line back. But I always wonder, so not, I'm not mitigating the statistic at all. I just always wonder when a player has like seven carries inside the five, I wonder like how many of them came in succession, like on the right. same trip like to the five. Like if, right, if he goes the end zone. three straight whiffs, like the right. Rams last week right. with Malcolm Brown, I think yeah. he got, what, three straight that. carries, and it's like, okay, great. At the same time, like you had three carries, for zero yards inside it, the five. Yeah, that right? happens once in a while, but okay. it, is, it is pretty rare. And again, he has four touchdowns, too. So he's obviously converting some of these into scores. Uh, but nonetheless, he's been effective. Remember at the beginning of the season, like after week two, we're like, man, is yards per carry really plummeted? Where's the efficiency? He's up to 4.7 yards per carry. So he okay. has really taken his game to another level this season. And you mentioned the Chiefs defense. 10th most fantasy points allowed to running back so far. Third most rushes. Second most rushing yards. 5.2 yards per carry. That's second highest. So they've struggled. And, and as mentioned, they're going to be missing personnel with the injury. So you lock him in. And as for Re- uh, Freeman, again, he hasn't scored a touchdown. That concerns you a little bit. But he has outsnapped Lindsay in three straight games. So yeah. he is playing a big role. The touchdowns will come. Uh, I still think. And by the way, he also has 26 targets, which matches Lindsay. So he's been involved as a pass catcher as well. So this is the fourth run heaviest offense in the NFL. Game script adjusted. Both of these guys will be huge factors. Lindsay, lineup lock. Royce Freeman, I have him 23rd, so more of a borderline RB2. Well, interesting night ahead for the Broncos. Again, their formula should be to run the football a ton, like a ton, and try to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. As we mentioned on Monday, the Texans had the second, or excuse me, had the highest time of possession for any team on the road since time of possession was created. That was, I think, in 1977. So a large sample size there. The Broncos play at home tonight. The methodology is still the same. Find a way to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Stefania, Emmanuel Sanders left last week's game, I believe, after just one catch for zero yards. But yeah, but uh, off the pregame injury report for okay. tonight, dealing with something with his knee and uh, listed on the practice injury report, it's worth noting that Broncos did not conduct 
any practices this week. Yeah. Um, and, and the teams will do this as, as the season progresses when they're dealing with these short weeks going into a Thursday night game. But usually they have one. But this tells you that they were really preserving their guys for tonight. So they must feel pretty confident about his health because he is uh, off the off the injury report. All right. Well, believe it or not, Emmanuel Sanders is not the highest rated wide receiver for the Broncos this what? week, Mike. That instead is Cortland Sutton who is one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players that have at least four catches in all six games this season. And oh, by the way, this is not dink and dunk Cortland Sutton. This is 16 yards per catch Cortland Sutton. We are seeing the realization of a potential star here in Denver. Yeah, I'm super excited for this kid. Uh, showed some flashes last season, really taking his game to the next level. And I think he's a fringe wide receiver one going forward. He's kind of earned that so far. Exactly eight targets in five of six games, 62 plus yards in five of six games so far. Joe Flacco playing pretty well, all things considered. Not a great fantasy quarterback, but he's playing better than I think we all expected. And 26% of the balls he's thrown have gone to Kirtland Sutton. That is a big-time number one wide receiver target share. He's seventh at the position in yards so far, and he's 12th in fantasy points at the position. So he's earned that uh, that wide receiver one conversation, especially with four teams on a bye. No question, you lock him in your lineups against this uh, this Chiefs defense. So I, I've, actually been, I've actually been decent against wide receivers so far. Tenth or tougher in terms of targets, receptions, and receiving yards, but they have allowed six touchdowns and 12 ends. Interesting. Targets. Yeah, also, um, let's see, they have Kendall Fuller out tonight. Yes. Slot cornerback has a hand issue now. Not that the secondary was a great strength, but still, um, one player that's starting goes down. They've been relying on someone like Mo Claiborne, who was recently activated off of a four-game suspension. It is a patch-it-together defensive roster right now for the Chiefs. Obviously, they, they know that very well. They're still trying to work on it. Uh, Noah Fant, not a start by anybody's estimation, but looking forward to seeing Noah Fant, first-round pick, who's had a couple of bright moments this season, including the preseason. Yeah, the only reason you'd look at Fant is if you're kind of desperate at tight end and and you're looking for someone off waivers to fill in or maybe DFS, and, and he is a great matchup. The Chiefs have been demolished by tight ends so really? far this season. Interesting. Fourth, fourth, well, I guess people aren't scoring against wide receivers. <laughs> wide receivers aren't scoring against him. It's been tight ends. Fourth most fantasy points allowed, second most targets, most receptions, third most yards, and most end zone targets allowed to tight end. So maybe Pam mm. comes through with a touchdown for you. He hasn't cleared 37 yards in a game, but he is 12th among tight ends in pass routes. So he's been out there, he's running routes, and maybe the matchup sets up for a five for 50 and a touchdown. It's possible. One of the things I heard about him in the preseason was that they were really just limiting his route tree because he had some difficulty with some of the more complex routes. So obviously, I think the fact that they're having him run a lot of routes shows that that, that confidence is building as the season goes on. Interesting. He's got a lot of potential. You, know? you calling the sleeper calling a touchdown tonight, Mike? You calling it? Let's do it. I got it. Call it. Just call it. How just... about this touchdown for Noah Fant and Travis Kelsey, who's had some bad luck in that department? Oh, Only yeah. one Travis this Kelsey. Go on All right. Him. No, I, I know. Like I know. It, Travis Kelsey. Adam, but... I'll say both. Okay. No, good. I agree. I think it's a great call. Mike Clays. You heard it here first. We when both of them score the tonight. On Thursday yeah. Nights. Two, two, two tight end touchdowns. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about wide receiver and cornerback matches. For those of you that are watching right now on the live stream, enjoy this clip from the Fantasy Show. He's a brainiac, brainiac, he's my clay. All right, time now for oh, wide receiver quarterback matchups. Came in hot right there. That's that was like me. A, I knew my song like a, was coming, yeah, and I said, blast like, that. Guns and Roses concert right now here in the studio. Mike, let's get to the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Of course, the piece in its entirety is on the internet right now on ESPN+. Plus, plus matchups, guys who have more favorable spots on Sunday include Rams wide receiver particularly, Robert Woods, who's been a bit of a funk for this season. Yeah, and and again, this does apply to all three of these wide receivers. So a cup you're already locking in. Robert Woods, you're probably starting. Brandon Cooks, you might be a little shakier on based on his production the past few weeks, but he should be locked in as well. But yeah, Woods specifically, wide receiver 24. Obviously, again, their passing game has struggled the past couple weeks, but he's still a top 25 fantasy receiver and actually number one in pass routes. So he's been on the field a lot. They're utilizing him plenty in this uh, Sean McVay offense. Ethan targets in the league. Hasn't scored a touchdown, so his uh, fantasy point total a little misleading. He'll get back on track. But playing Atlanta this week, the game is in Atlanta, uh, but they've allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, including the fifth most to perimeter receivers and the most in that category over the past four weeks. Woods and Cooks, the primary perimeter wide receivers for this Rams team. Uh, Cup in the slot, uh, again, a good matchup as well. Uh, the Falcons have struggled in that area as well. So, yeah, Falcons just, what else can you say? 10, 10.8 yards per target, second most in the league, 76% catch rate. That is highest to wide receivers. 
they've just struggled in every area against the pass. We like all three guys. Said it, I've said it many times now. The Falcons' defense has been the most disappointing unit. Actually, yep. as a team, they've been the most disappointing team in the NFL this season. That's right. More disappointing than the Cleveland Browns at two and four. The one and five Atlanta Falcons staring in the down the barrel of a one and six start. That right there would be humiliating for a team that wanted to compete in a major way this year. Yeah, this feels a lot like the Drew Brees uh, Saints teams from you know five what six to three years ago. You know when he was just everything was on his back and their defense was so bad, like historically bad. And every week he put up huge numbers because he had to. That's Matt Ryan now. He's playing great ball. Yeah. And but he's forced to throw he's a nonstop. Huge, huge yeah. season so far. Philip Dorsett, we mentioned him a little bit yesterday. The Patriots did not practice yesterday because right. they're playing on Monday night. So we'll have more context about his availability for Monday night. I would just say this uh, before Mike said that he mispracticed. I mean, he was out at practice on Tuesday doing a little bit of work because they did do a practice Tuesday. So that was like the first sighting after him missing two games because of the hamstring. And with Josh Gordon banged up. With a knee and not not certain to play, Philip Dorsett becomes much more interesting if he can be healthy enough to go. And if he can be healthy enough, Mike, he has a great matchup against the Jets cornerbacks. Yes, the Jets have allowed the 12th most fantasy points to perimeter receivers this season. Okay. And with that Julian feels, Edelman... Primer, no, I would have affected more. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually surprised by that, too. This is per game, too, so obviously they've had their bye. But uh, Edelman, Julian Edelman's in the slot. You're going to have Philip Dorsett on the outside with Jacoby Myers, most likely. Now, My, Myers primarily primary side will be against Daryl Roberts. The Jets have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to that side. Now, they do move guys around, but that's where he'll be on probably about 55, 60% of his routes. And then on the other side, you have kind of that rotation, right? Tremaine Johnson starts, then he gets benched for Nate Harrison, <laughs> then he gets promoted back into the lineup. Obviously, that is a spot that they have struggled for sure. So uh, whether it's Myers or Philip Dorsett, Dorsett, I think is a guy you certainly want to start this week. Uh, they have terrific matchups, and Brian Poole has surprisingly played kind of well. You know, we just talked talked about the Falcons' passing game struggling. I mean, they Poole moved on, and he's actually playing well for the Jets. But Julian Edelman last season had no trouble against his team. Touchdowns in both games was over 68 yards in, in both of those as well. So uh, Edelman, you feel good about him. You feel pretty good about Dorsett Myers, more of a sleeper. Yeah, by the way, Brian Poole was a restricted free agent. The Falcons chose not to tender. So he walked away for nothing to New York, has played okay for them so far, as Mike just mentioned. Other side of the coin is the minus matches, which brings us to our IBM Watson inside of the week. And we begin with our friend, Mr. Married Kyle Soppy on Allen Robinson. Thank you, Field. Allen Robinson, pride of Penn State, so he's got that going for him. But he does have a 19% chance to bust tonight, which would be under 7 points. However, Watson does give him a 23% chance to boom and go over 18 points in this spot. He's got one boom game, zero busts. What do you got for him? Mike, he faces perhaps the hottest cornerback in football right now if he gets shadow coverage from Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, there's uh, a good news and bad news here. The bad news is he's going to see Lattimore, we'll say 58% of the but just based on his usage so far, 58% okay. of the time when he's on the perimeter. So Lattimore, the last three weeks, a shadow to Amari Cooper, who had five for 48, no touchdowns. Mike Evans, in week five, he shattered him. Three targets or three catches, no yards in those games. <laughs> DJ Chark, uh, or yeah, I guess he had no catches on three targets. Anyway, right. DJ Chark last week. Three catches, 43 yards, and no touchdowns. So he has been red hot. He's playing very well right now. He will shadow Robinson most likely on the perimeter. However, Robinson aligns in the slot 42% of the time. Lattimore is aligned in there only 4% of the time. He doesn't, he's one of them corners that's terrific on the perimeter, but doesn't go inside. So Robinson will see Patrick Robinson. Remember him, got a big deal from the Saints last offseason, lost, got hurt last year, lost to PJ Williams uh, during the offseason, kind of lost that battle. Williams has been the slot uh, corner. For the Saints, he suspended two games. As I believe that Field Yates reported, you know, him? yeah, really? correct. I think Never he heard, but heard. Sounds like a sounds like kind of a goof. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Williams suspended. Patrick Robinson forced into the lineup. Now the Saints have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to the slot. So there's some good news, some bad news. I think you downgrade Robinson a little bit, but you can still fire him up. Do you All care right, who's throwing to him? Because Trubisky might be back. Hmm? It's okay. Uh, there's possibility. I mean, he will wear a harness on his left shoulder if he plays, but. He was practicing, and, and the door is open for him. That, that connection was good in week one, so at least there there's that. Sounds like grasping for straws right there. Yeah, <laughs> it was trying. good six weeks ago, that one time just they played a competent passes. game on Listen, Thursday night. Yeah. Just throw 10 to 12 balls at him, and, and we're happy. All right, minus, but again, I, I really do believe over the past three weeks there may not be, you know, <laughs> yeah. there are like three players that are in the conversation for best defensive back over the past three weeks, and Marshawn Lattimore yep. is right there. No he question. has been awesome. Terry McLaurin goes against Stefania's red-hot San Francisco 49ers, Mike. And I get it. I get it. He's awesome. We need a nickname for him, one. And two, 
Oh, yeah. Can you even we play him against the 49ers? Oh, what do you have? Nickname update, you said, huh? That's F1. Yeah, well, that's F1, one. F1. It, it, John it was supposed Kime? to be here, but you already you sort of you spoiled know, the beans it, there right, earlier. Right, yeah. You spilled it. No, that's, I, I mean, that's the one I think it should be. We'll see what, what, uh, what, uh, McLaren has to say a little bit later in that article. But anyway, uh, 49ers, yes, as Stefania will tell you, very good defensively. Fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on a per game basis so far. Seventh fewest to the perimeter. Fifth fewest to the slot. Just across the board, they've been terrific. In fact, they've only allowed 45 receptions to the position. Again, on a per game basis, that's fewest in the league and, uh, 635 receiving yards allowed. That is third fewest. So they have been terrific. Uh, they've been terrific. Mulharn has been terrific. Uh, but Rich- Paul Richardson, you're certainly benching him. Uh, you're going to stay away from Trey Quinn. McLaren, I think even if you downgrade him from borderline top 15, which is how he's been performing to like, say, a wide receiver three, I still think you put him in your lineup, but it is very much uh, a tough matchup against this, this group. I, it's incredible that that way they have turned the corner with Williams in the slot. And I mean, they're without their number two. Uh, Jason Brett got hurt. Yeah. Right. Akella Weatherspoon's hurt. Now they have uh, Emmanuel Mosley in there. Healthy. And they're still about that yesterday. So, Richard Sherman's better. Still, right. I think a lot of this is the harmony no of the pass rush. With I think the pass so. Defense. Yep. I think they're just there's no time to throw the football. It doesn't yep. matter how good your defensive backs are or are not. When you've got an incredible pass rush, which they do right now, it's going to make life very difficult for Case Keenum, who, although he missed practice yesterday, still expected to be the starter on Sunday for Washington. I'm benching McLaurin. Sorry. Out of respect to Stefania Bell for 49ers, <laughs> I am benching F1 McLaurin. Before we answer some of your social questions, we do have a live read from yeah. young Steffi Bell telling us about <laughs> Zip Recruiter. Well, you know, guys, hiring can be a slow process. It can. It can. But... Cafe Altura's COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company and was having trouble finding qualified applicants until he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Before we get to our social questions, we've got some good ones today. I made an egregious error, an absolutely terrible mistake earlier. I forgot to ask everybody for their picks in the game tonight between the Chiefs and the Broncos. The Chiefs are favored by three points. I am going to pick the Chiefs in this game to get back on track, but I would be surprised if we have complete consensus here. What about you, Mike? Chiefs 26, Broncos 22. Okay. We're halfway there. I know. know. I've been struggling with this one, um, mostly selfishly because I have the Denver defense in the War Room League. Uh, But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. And how about you, Jackson, picking on Daniel's behalf or even your own behalf? Look. It's I'll go on, on both behalves. We're, we're both going to go with the Chiefs. I'll speak for Daniel. You know? Okay. <laughs> All hail King Patrick Mahomes. It's a still get clean sweep. They certainly could. All right. It's an interesting one. I just I think this is one of those games that people view as closer than they would have thought of it two weeks mm-hmm. ago when the Chiefs were 4-0 and the Broncos were 0-4, which is sort of stating the obvious. It's just remarkable that the Broncos could be a game out of first place tonight if they win oh, at home against the Chiefs. That is crazy. So and the, the if they if they do win tonight, pull off the upset, yep. the Raiders would be in first place with a win on Sunday. Things are getting goofy here <laughs> in the NFL. Not I, so the fly. Keith Lipscomb, if you could be so kind as to give us some questions to hand over. Yeah, Nick wants to start with tonight's game. He has a flex question. He wants to know Emmanuel Sanders or Sony Michelle. It's a good one there. We did hear uh, there's a clean bill of health for Emmanuel Sanders, Sony Michelle. The Patriots play the Jets on Monday night. I think I would I'm lean Michelle. towards Michelle. Mike mentioned the uh, the Chiefs secondary has been pretty decent against perimeter receivers. I'm going to lean towards Michelle there. Man, that's tough. I I'm, I'm tough. I, yeah, I wish I knew if Rex Burkhead was going to be back. That would help this decision for sure, right? I mean, yeah. he missed some time, and he was a big factor 
when he was healthy. I'm leaning towards Sanders, believe okay. it or not. I know. Well, maybe what you can do for this person who's asking it, um, Nick, you could figure out if Rex Burkett practices today. Yes, that would be helpful yeah, information. Useful. But uh, And if he does, if it looks like there's a chance he'd come back, I think I would just use Sanders. Okay. Yeah. Next Barney? question comes from Sammy. PPR flex. Diggs, Bills running back. I love it just Bills running back. <laughs> Never heard Diggs, of him. New, Bills new running guy, back. Or... It's like QB Eagles. Um, yeah. yeah. Diggs, Bills running back, or McLaurin? Mm. I'm going to go with Bills running back, presuming it means Devin Singletary. I think there'd be, I feel like you'd have, I feel like if you were asking about Frank Gore, you would know his name and know that he's healthy and just be right. able to say Frank Gore. So I'm going to go That's with, good point. with, Devin Singletary, who I assume they mean by Bills running back. Man, I uh, man, I, I think I, tough. yeah, it it is a tough one for sure. I think I'm going to stick with McLaren here. Yeah, I was actually I'm sticking with F1, but it F1 is F1 homers. It is only close. only because I think the volume for him is just going to be there. I don't think he's going to get many yards. But I'm worried about. Here's what I'm worried about with Singletary. I don't know whether I trust them to put him in enough to make him productive enough to outweigh what I'd get with McLaurin. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't play to. Singletary. Not this week. I mean, it would have to be McLaurin. Wow, Mike. Definitely yeah. not playing Singletary. It would have to be Diggs or McLaurin, which is a very close call. I, I don't have a major issue with Diggs either, but I'm worried that Darius Slay will shadow him as he has the last three times they played each other. So, slight edge to McLaurin. So, you had Diggs, or who'd you have? McLaurin. McLaurin. Okay, fine. You can play Tara McLaurin and be wrong. I'll yeah. play Devin Singletary Whoa. instead and be right. Without even knowing, Mike, you sort of double dipped there because wow. Joe Cook in the in the chat actually asked if he was wor- if you'd be worried about uh, Diggs against Detroit. So there good job go. by you. A little bit, uh, yeah. So, I, Mike, I knew that. Now you're a seer. Yeah, right. you're a seer as well. Yep. I got you, Joe. <laughs> the next one comes from Big Kev. He wants to know: Is Kyler now a set it and forget it quarterback? I would assume yes. Kev? I mean, listen, it depends what your other options yeah. are, but I feel great about Kyler Murray right now. Running a ton, he leads the NFL in terms of. Dropbacks plus rushing attempts per week, plenty of opportunity. The receivers are actually playing okay, even if none of them are household names. They're getting the running backs involved in the passing game. Yep. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, he's running more. He's getting better. They're starting to turn field goals into touchdowns. I mean, there's a, really a lot to like, and there's room for more. So I, I think so. I'd have a hard time benching him. Although I will say, last week at the end of that first half, they had seven seconds to go in a third down play, but the three-yard line. And they decided to kick a field goal mm-hmm. on third down. Very curious decision, which was not talked about after the fact because, hey, they won the game. Mm-hmm. But if they don't win that game right. and they lose by like a bit. field goal, it's a really interesting call. Now, Cliff Kingsbury's feeling was like we were just a little bit concerned about something going awry and just wanted to just take you know the bird in hand. Would have liked to see them take one shot at the end. So, They've, he, that's become a trend this season, them kicking short field goals instead of going for touchdowns. We'll they see do that love changes. that, yeah. That Zane was Sean Charles. McVay-like recall there on that play. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jackson, you're hired. You're promoted. <laughs> you got a raise. Daniel just got Wally pipped. Um, <laughs> Dusty, to your point about um, it depends who you have, Dusty had a question. says, do I dare bench Mahomes for Kyler this week? And I also saw in the chat a bunch of questions about the same thing with Josh Allen and Mahomes. So people are... A little bit iffy about Mahomes right now, so it, it is worth asking you guys about that. Those two quarterbacks in particular. I, I would have a hard look, and I'm the one who was calling attention to the fact that his numbers have changed. I, for me, I'm not benching him. Look where I ranked him. You know, it's like like Mike was saying earlier, Lamar Jackson. Like maybe there's only a couple that I, I don't know. We have a we, we're Josh Allen's up there. Yeah, if I'm, um, I have Allen four, I'm sure everyone yeah, else. Yeah, I mean is close. he's right yeah. around the same vicinity, so I don't have a problem with that either, especially given what their matchup is. If you're worried about that, but I don't think I wouldn't mention for Kyler Murray. Yeah, I still have uh, Mahomes high. So I have Mahomes three, Allen four, and Murray eight. So I would still go Mahomes. But if you, hey, it's your team. You know, if you feel it's not <laughs> like it's a, it's not like you're putting Andy Dalton in right for right. because you're panicking. You still right. have good options. So. I don't have a major issue with it. I'm sticking with Mahomes myself, but it's a good reminder of the human aspect to rankings is that there are times where I defy even my own ranks, like by a couple of spots. I'm not, to Mike's mm-hmm. point, Dalton versus Mahomes. I'm not overthinking things to such a degree. It's the idea of having Josh Allen ranked high. Like he has had a lot of like top 10 quarterback games. I don't know how many quarterback one games he's had in his career. Right. Maybe the answer is one at maximum. Patrick Mahomes has had enough quarterback one or let's say top three quarterback finishes that you know there is a better chance than most to have it now josh allen great matchups etc 
I stick with Mahomes, but I also understand why, even if you are loyal to our rankings, it's more of a conversation than it might normally be in a given week. Got uh, one more. Actually, I have two more here. One for Stefania from JoJo. Wants to know, should I be worried about Smokey Brown not practicing? I need him in my flex this week. Smokey. Um, You're always a little worried when you see a soft tissue injury next to John Brown's name, maybe even a little bit more so when you're coming off a bye. Because we're like, where did this happen? We didn't hear about it coming out of their last game in week five. They go into a bye week. So the question for me that has not been answered yet is whether this is something that actually happened in practice yesterday. Did it crop up in practice? And now we're just hearing about it. Um, Unfortunately, we only have one day's information and not very much since there was no information after practice about the injury. It really is going to depend on what happens tonight. What was was the option somebody who's playing tonight? Or just no, it didn't. How worried it was just it's just basically should he be worried? Yeah, I mean, enough to pay t- close attention to what happens today because there will be news that will filter out about whether this is a new thing that's a problem or not a big deal, and they just want to make sure it doesn't turn into something. So I was going to slide one more in here from Adam. Um, he asked, "This is probably for Mike, but do you expect Jalen Ramsey to shadow Julio Jones?" If he plays in full, yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do there. I mean, it's just one of them things we have to listen to their comments. Uh, it sounds like Sean McVay said he wants, he's hoping he plays, but they don't know for sure. And and honestly, they might just say, all right, just play your side. It's your first game with the team. You're learning the defense. And uh, it's not like Wade Phillips shadows much anyway. So I, I think at some point he will, especially because they're kind of uncertain on the other side. But I don't know is the, is the honest answer. I don't, in his first game, there's a lot of unknowns. I figured, I figured Sean it was worth McVay a shot said. to ask. Well, here's what Sean McVay said. Whether Jalen Ramsey will play on Sunday, his response was, the goal is to be able to do that, but we'll be smart about it. I think that we definitely want to have the intent to get him ready to go, and we'll always make smart decisions. But yes, that's the goal. So we'll see. It is, uh, I think. They want to make sure his back is 100%. Yeah, that back, I think, got 100% (laughs) after flying. Most people get a sore back from flying. Jalen Ramsey gets an unsore back from flying from Jacksonville. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're starting, uh, you're starting Jones, I guess. Can we say that? Even even if he was playing the the Jaguars with, with, yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's still still Julio Jones. He still is a remarkable talent. On Friday, we are previewing every game, getting you all ready for all the most important decisions you're going to have to make, the latest on injury updates, who to start, who to sit. Can you bench Aaron Rodgers with all those wide receiver injuries? We'll find out soon. Plus, anything else that comes to mind, we'll figure it out when it actually takes place. For Mike and Stefania, I am Field. Check out the DFS podcast. It comes out later today, right, Later Mike? today, this later afternoon. Yep. There you go. The DFS CSS should be a great <laughs> show as always. Talk to you guys on Friday. Twitter says he loves college hoops and talking tribe. Like Shefty and Secret Squirrel, he's a two-phone guy. If you're looking to start a bowling league, he already has a team. The editor of all our fantasy, he's not cool Keith, not cool Keith. He rarely speaks on the pod, but not cool Keith, not cool Keith, not cool Keith. Lips and rocks. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.